We've been doing this for a long time. I want to say yeah. there's few people that I come across um, with whatever it is, work, school, or whatever, mm -hmm. that usually keep in contact with for a reason, right? And um, I have vivid memories of us uh, meeting for the first time at Loma Linda mm -hmm. when we both worked there. Um, and I didn't expect it to be the relationship, the friendship that we have now, this brotherhood that we have now. Um, I remember back then you... Uh, you had your freaking Marshawn Lynch, oh, freaking. I had the cool one, yeah. You had the uh, Predator dreads yeah, and everything. Good times, man. I miss that haircut, but you know, working in mental health, you have patients who get aggressive, and they're just pulling those out sometimes. Oh, dude, I'm surprised <laughs> you kept that that hairstyle for a while. Yeah. Working at uh, like at Loma Linda BMC. So. Yeah, I mean the uh, the locks for me was more of a spiritual standpoint. Like, so I got them during a time where I was like learning about spirituality, listening yeah. to like certain reggae artists, and just like listening to uh marcus garvey yeah people like that and it just represented growth you know so Damn. like it helped me build discipline because i would literally tie my dreadlocks myself it would take like four hours like you know you did everything yourself yeah so with dreads it takes hours to like knot them in like you have to do them at least twice a month for them to look presentable you know you can't go to work looking ridiculous Damn. yeah so it kind of helped me build discipline too it was, it was interesting. No, yeah. But it was time to shave them off, you know. Kind no, of I was going to say, like, how many years did it take? I had them for eight years. Damn. Yeah. But it was fun. <laughs> no, and even knowing that it's more spirit, it's a more spiritual thing than anything, yeah. that's that's even better. Yeah, it just represented, like, uh, building discipline, like, growth, uh, knowledge, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. When we first met, it was almost like, all right, yeah, let's, you know, that's Byron. Um He's cool. He's like, you know, he's going to he's going to be part of the team or whatever. And I remember um, <laughs> I think we ran into each other at uh, the gym, the Drayson Center one time in the locker room. We were like, oh, what's up, man? Like, oh, yeah, dude, you're from work. I know you. And then from there, like, I think what happens when you start working with people, especially at a place like a mental health facility or something, mm -hmm. you start going into what I call going into battles with, you know, some challenges of the day. And in a mental health facility, a lot of it is what combative patients, aggressive patients, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember there were a few times the that um there wasn't too many staff. <laughs> oh yeah, more than a few. <laughs> and you'd be on that unit, and I'd be on my unit, my home unit, and then they would call like for me to be like to go over there. And I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, cool. And then I show up, and you know, it's of course we work in the medical field. It's uh, you know, we're outnumbered by women. Yeah. And I see you, and I'm like, all right, it's just me and you as the only like. <laughs> <laughs> whatever like men strong men uh the only muscle on the unit i'm like all right well fuck what's up man <laughs> hey you gotta get it done right yeah so uh um, yeah i mean from that standpoint on i just decided to just figure you out you know because you reminded well, me a lot of myself at that time i never told you this before but you did it was just like the mindset you have like you always wanted to stay busy at work you wanted to help people you didn't want to just chill you wanted to work and i'm like oh, okay this guy gets it like he it's kind of like me. Like we want to actually do this and be assertive in work, and not just yeah, kick back and pick up a check. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and there's so many people that just want to pick up that check. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think from then, like you know, you you face battles, like you face battles with you know your friend, and then you start talking more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we dove into those certain topics, like life, spirituality, um, whatever it is, working hard on your path or whatever. We talk about like, you know, music and, yeah. and different things that happen, current events. And then those turned into more of like, you know, after work, let's go to the bar and just like talk. Have a good time. Talk about yeah. beats. Talk about yeah. like growth, everything. Yeah, man, those were good times for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I look back and like those were like memorable times for me yeah. where I felt like I was in a like and you saying it right now. I, I think back and I was in a I was in a different place back then. Mm -hmm. Um different not in a sense it's like bad yeah or you know but definitely a little bit more um young and hungry mm -hmm. and uh just ready for the fight i guess i don't know what it was i i, I was on my path i think you, you were too i think that's why we resonated yeah do you think that you're still hungry right now i see it I yeah. See, yeah. yeah yeah um is it more of like a subtle approach 
it's definitely more calculated yeah and um you have methodical you have more responsibility now right so you're way more not, yeah way more how's that how's that going for you being a father <laughs> um dude yeah i'm full-fledged yeah daddy um <laughs> you know what i think I, I think it seeps through all the podcast episodes that it lit me up even more like if i thought i was hungry before and mm -hmm. i was scrappy before um when you have something more to fight for and like you inherit and you create something like you know when people say they build a business it's like their baby yeah there's nothing like having a baby mm. where there's no one and nothing else that you can understand is more important there's nothing yeah and um dude that lights me up even more man yeah i have yet to experience that you know fatherhood yet but eventually i'm looking forward to it. i don't know when that time comes that's up to god for sure but yeah. you know right now i think where i get my drive from is just um proving people wrong and setting an example in a way too proving yeah. people wrong yeah it's not on a personal level but uh growing up in la you know we face certain statistics as far as okay well if you grew up in this area you're not going to accomplish this mm. you have you know you have a, a more percentage of just like doing something else with your life and you know just kind of like living off the government for the rest of your life. That's what I was taught. So that's what I was like, that's what I saw a lot, you know? You were taught that by by who? By the school? By, by not um, the school, but just like seeing examples, you know? Yeah. I don't know why, but I've just always had like the mindset of like just pushing, just like grinding, just figuring stuff out. I think I got that from my dad. He cut yards for a leave as a gardener. Oh. So with that, I mean, I started off at like elementary school, me and my brother just going out there like helping, you know, he yeah. asked us, hey, come help me. We're like, okay, I didn't like it. No one liked it. At that age, no, you, know, no, you yeah. want to play video games, you want to chill, have a good time. Yeah. So, um, but that helped me build like the need and like the mindset to just work through everything and just, you know, you're going to be tired, you're going to be fatigued, you just got to figure it out, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm learning more, even more about you right now. And I think this is ultimately why I never told you that before. No. Um, <laughs> so dude, much to talk about, bro. It's that's just, what I'm saying is that know. like, I've been trying to get you on the podcast for like over a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before I even started recording, recording with people, um, I knew for sure you were one of them. And I think you telling me that even when you were a kid, you were, you were taught hard work yeah. and just dedication, keeping your head down and putting in the hard freaking work. Mm -hmm. It makes even more sense to me. It shows that, you know, like the, the kind of character you shaped as a, as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, um, definitely has roots on what, where I'm at today as far as, you know, just starting school. That's been, like, a thing I wanted to do for a while, so I'm happy right. to do that, you know. And you helped me with that also as far as being a good example. Don't follow my example, bro. Why not? Um, either way. Why not? No, but it's okay. So you're in RN school, right? Yeah. You're almost done. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm done. Uh, uh, I only busy. go back to to, work, to teach, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're almost done, I think, in a few months, right? Yeah, I have about, give or take, like, five months left. Three, oh, three hard months, but after that, it's pretty much smooth selling. So I'm excited about that. I mean, the last five months of nursing school is is going to be challenging for sure. Yeah, everything. How do you feel about yeah, it? I mean, like I've said, like I've grew up, you know, just working hard. So it's just a matter of uh, being disciplined, like setting like a time schedule, but just figuring it out. Like I don't mind studying for days. I like studying. I like looking up information and learning new things. So it's not difficult. Yeah. Stop. Especially if you're in the field, um, I mean, are you planning to stick into uh, into mental health? Yeah, I think that's nice. why I was uh, called into work into health care because of mental health. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, you just finished your mental health rotation, especially. So, oh, still in it. It's are fun. you still in it? Yeah, yeah. it's fun. <laughs> well, it's what you do every freaking day at work. Yeah, so. I don't want to say it's something that I haven't seen before, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the best part as a nursing student in a mental health facility is that you don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, what do they teach you? Like hands off stuff, right? Like defensive, and then get away. Exactly. You uh, use more words for sure. Well, that's like the initial is like using words, but yeah. I mean, that's all you use is words. Yeah. Well, and okay, you telling me that um, with all the experiences we've had together, um, I think we both agree. Every situation does not have to end in a physical confrontation. Yeah, for sure. You especially um, had this stoic approach to everything that happened. Um, I think any situation, the first thing I would see is that you would um, would talk to them, right? Yeah. Get to them on a grounded level of just, hey, what's going on kind of thing. Um, and those are things that I've learned that I apply to everything I do now, um, what I teach to my students. Um, I think about those situations that we've had and you were able to talk people down. It didn't even have to get physical. Yeah. Um, 
Did, what, did that come from somewhere? Uh, it comes from a standpoint of me not being nervous. I mean, when you are working in that type of setting and the patient at the time, it can be like nervous, they're scared. They want someone to talk them down. I don't think anyone really wants to get physical for the most part. You True. Know? So True. I think if you approach them on the same level, you know, and you try to just calm them down and speak to them like they're a normal human being, a human being excuse me, mm-hmm. and just trying to like just connect that way, they'll have a better chance of like understanding you and like, okay, like you want what's best for me. So let me just chill out and let me just do what you guys say because it's in my best interest, you know? Yeah. Where did you learn that then? Uh, I don't know. It, it was something that was just like, I, I think I was born with. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I, like when I was younger, I wasn't the biggest talker. So I spent a lot of time unconsciously meditating you know like i was just observant so i've saw i've studied like people's like behaviors it's kind of it's different right no i mean yeah it makes yeah. sense though yeah i study people's behaviors I, I like unconsciously so i'm gaining all this information as like a child my, by me just being shy right yeah <laughs> you know it's funny because you mentioned that i think one of the first like deep conversations we've had yeah. is you opened up with that to me you were like hey you know you're really observant <laughs> I think you said that to me on the floor yeah. once, and I was on—I floated to your unit that day, and you're like, "Hey, you know, I noticed like you're very observant." Yeah, and I'm you, like, you can yeah. you can gather more information by just listening and watching a situation rather than talking to someone about it. Like very if true. you study them long enough, you can figure out a lot. If you know their behavior, you know, and you know, it's kind of like it's it's psychology, right? You're just studying a person, you're gaining enough information about them, mm-hmm. and you could go from there. And like why people do what they do is super intriguing to the point where everyone should know that stuff. I feel like everyone should be aware of why people do what they do and recognizing signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not, I don't think it's being taught to us at all, right? No way. I mean, not in grade school, not in college, unless you study in that particular field. Like, yeah. our people's skills now is just like, it's totally suffering, you know? 100% agree, dude. Yeah. And I, I think that's why, when, if we can talk about this, it's valuable skills and knowledge to know because, man, whatever situation comes up in the, in the future, I think any bad situation happens because someone isn't aware, because someone isn't thinking about the other person in mind. They don't yeah. have the, the, not just empathy, but um, the understanding of they're in a different place mm-hmm. than I am. Mm-hmm. And I can't expect them to be as collected and calm and stoic as, as I am. I can't expect them to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. So you go in there with that mindset also. So you expect them Always. to act irrational and things like that. But you know how to control it. You're pretty good. I, you I learned, know what? I learned a lot from you. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. This is gonna just gonna be yeah. like a, you know, we're like gassing each other up all the time. No, it's um, I I think it comes from a deep place where yeah, it could be innate too. But I think you were put in situations where you learn that, mm-hmm. um, knowing that you can't make the situation better by meeting it with fire. Yeah. But you see that a lot also, right? Where people do meet, they match oh, fire yeah. with fire, and it's never a good ending at that point. It never ends well. Yeah, yeah. It never ends well. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not going to say we were perfect. I'm going to say that uh, there were times where, we, you know, the, the patient got the best of us and we got really emotional. And, yeah, we, we had to do takedowns together. And, you know, and it's I think it's unless you work in mental health, it sounds so crazy to people. Yeah. But um, unless you're in that situation, you won't understand the feeling of, you know, having to restrain somebody mm-hmm. or seclude somebody mm-hmm. or hold them down for them to get medication or something. Yeah. Um, not a lot of people face that c- confrontation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it taught me a lot to apply to, to real life that if, if you know, we're going to try everything we can, de-escalate, you know, talk calmly. Um, there's, there is a point where a patient is too far mm-hmm. into it, where there's nothing, their, their perceptual field is closed your ideas aren't going to get through yeah. and it's almost like, all right, it's go time. We got to do this. Yeah. Unfortunately. What I've learned from it most is that uh, just keeping your emotions in check, no matter with who you do with, it could be patients, it could be family, mm-hmm. like friends. The minute you lose, you lose control of your emotions and, you know, you start like speaking off of emotions and you say things that, you know, you may regret later. That's when you have already lost. That's mm-hmm. when you lost that person. And that's when you lost yourself. So to me, it's just, you know, you have to keep your emotions in check and you have to look at it logically. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There are times in life, yeah, where everybody they gets out of like, you know, they get out of their emotions and they say things, but for the most part, you just gotta, you know, just keep yourself in check, man. That's that's what it's about. Like That's tough though. Yeah. It's tough. And I, I get it when people say, like, you know, no, like they wronged me, I gotta do this or whatever. Yeah. I get it. It takes reps. It takes repetition yeah. to get it done. You're gonna have trial and error, but for the most part, I think the most beneficial thing for me in life has been just keeping my emotions in check, not taking things personal. That person may be going through something I don't understand. So let me just stay calm and talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. Um. When do you know though? How do you read the situation, and when do you know that you have to engage with their emotion and actually have to go past the least invasive and go for uh, a full blown like, all right, we're not getting anywhere. We gotta, we gotta go in. <laughs> oh, that's tough. I don't know when. Uh, if we're talking about work, when someone gets physical, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, but outside of work. I think that there is never too far of a point where you can just stay calm, like where you have to match that emotion. You can always stay calm and figure things out unless they get aggressive. That's something different. We're not going to talk about that. Stop but. being so perfect, man. Um, <laughs> there are times, though, right? Yeah, and yeah. you like you'll admit that there's times where you get you get the emotion, like your emotions get the best of you. Um, how do you know what right emotion is for this situation and that that whatever confrontation how do you know what type of emotion is right? Well, emotion is based off like feeling. I don't think it's the best. Uh, when you're in your emotions, you're not thinking clearly. So you can't showcase what's best, if that makes sense. Like you can't, okay, well, this person's being upset with me. I'm going to match them with like anger. I'm going to say something specific. No, but when you're, when you're caught in your emotions, you say things that you regret. So it's like you have no control of what you're going to do at that time. So True. I just always try to stay calm. I'm, that's just it. <laughs> I know. You're the most chillest guy I've ever known, man. Until I get upset and I just start saying That's what I'm saying. Stuff. That's what I'm saying. Because I know, dude, yeah, I know we all have that point. Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> no, but I, okay, like I understand, you know, I, I maybe now because, you know, the, the life phase, whatever situation I'm in now, um, there's a time to unlock yeah. emotion, right? Not in a negative sense. Mm-hmm. But in a way that, you know, in this given situation, I have to show emotion. Is it vulnerability? Or what do you mean? Like emotion can be vulnerability too. Like yeah. if that yeah. person is emotional, like you want to match that. It, like it's just how I really feel too. Yeah. So you're yeah. like, you know. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm learning this this understanding of what it means to be dynamic. Where like, you know, things are high, so I got to ride low. Mm-hmm. Uh, things are low. I can't ride high necessarily. Yeah. Um, but what's the right amount of emotion that this situation needs? Mm-hmm. And, you know when it comes to like safety, right? When we're out or whatever, I'm with my family and then shit happens. I'm trying to find that line of like, all right, when do I know it's not going to get better unless I step up mm. with, with the right emotion. Mm. Right. And I, I think of all these things, you know, working it, it, you think of situations where it's unsafe and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's situations where like you're talking to someone and then you know that they want someone to feed off that emotion with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I mean, I'm, I got to stay stoic or whatever. But I feel like this is where we make a connection. If we both agree on this one thing, um, not to say that I'm going to bring myself up or down to their emotion. It's more of, I see what you're saying. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. Um, I think there has to be some understanding of where they're at emotionally, right? Because of experience, like what we've felt. I've felt like that in the past. I've done, you know, I've dealt with situations like that in the past and, um, you know, people that deal with bad life circumstances, if you've been through a loss or something, mm-hmm. it's like, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. And it fucking sucks. Yeah. You know, um, not in the sense of like losing your cool or like falling off the edge. Mm-hmm. Right. The right emotion. And that's I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to learn that. But at that standpoint, can it be learned? Do you think so? It's I, just, think it ha- it, it, I think it has to be yeah. learned, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, you go with the way that's like, you know, going to be least damaging for sure, I mm-hmm. think, you know, to that person's, to that person's mental. But I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to figure out because every situation is different. You're not going to run into the same situation twice. You know, True. you're not going to have to talk to a friend about something important, like about the same thing. It's going to be all different scenarios. So it's go, you go at your gut feeling, you go what that person needs most at the time. You know. Yeah. It could be like you to be vulnerable back. It could be a pat on the back or a hug. It's just, it just depends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because lately, um, you know, there's life situations that happen and then someone's venting to you and it's like, I have empathy, like naturally now because of nursing, right? As a nurse, as a healthcare provider, you're like, you got to understand where people get to at some point and how they got there. Um, I'm learning now to dial back from empathy and have some situations I just have to have sympathy for them where it's like, I'm not gonna live in that feeling with you yeah i feel bad for you i i'm sorry that you're going through that and i think it's because not that i don't care it's i got bigger fish to fry in my life right now yeah and i gotta find that line of like all right you know maybe as a nurse when you're on shift yeah you're full-blown empathetic to people right and you're like trying to understand everybody i always tell my students (laughs) like you 
uh, depending on your ratio, you go through like if it's four to one, you know, on the med search floor, mm-hmm. you go through four different lives that day, four different family situations, yeah. four different medical conditions. Mm-hmm. So you have to have this full blown empathy everywhere you everything you do. Yeah. But then when you're not at work mm-hmm. and you're trying to apply that to the real life, you get taken bo- taken away by so many people's stories. I'm trying to learn that line of like, all right, empathy to this point, sympathy for the rest of it, because I got shit to do in my life. Yeah, I'll take it as this. We have responsibility. You have priorities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you take care of your family, yourself, and then everyone else comes, you know, like secondary to that, right? Mm-hmm. So your family gets like the most empathy from you. And you have a friend that comes into your life that wants to talk about something. You're just like, hey, I just can't right now. Like, you know, we have good reputation. Like, we have good rapport with each other. You know, I got your back, but I'm just going through something where I just need to just take time to, for myself. I can't really necessarily talk about this right now with you right yeah. now, you know? So, yeah. and if they're cool, they'll understand it. You know, like if you ever, if I came to you sure. with the issue and, you know, you kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better word, shut me down. I'm like, okay, he must be going through something. Hey, like, <laughs> it's fine. We're not going to like become like, you know, enemies because of that. We're not going to like stop talking because of that. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not like, um, it's not even then, like where I would say, like, oh, you're, oh, you're going through something, bro. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's more of like, oh, he's got his priorities straight, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the thing. For some but, people, but, they might misinterpret that as being cold. Yeah, because they're going through something. They reached out to you, so like, yeah, they are caught up in, in their feelings, you yeah. know. And this could be someone who you don't have a good relationship with. They're just like, oh wow, like he just kind of cut me off. Yeah, and well, and this is what I'm, um, what I'm afraid of too is that, I think. What I'm learning is that people are operating like when they do stuff like that, they're operating from this place of like, you know, I want it's people like to moral mentality. Yeah, like yeah. well, I want people to share like mm-hmm. what I'm going through, mm-hmm. and you know, I I catch myself like, all right, well, why am I reaching out to people? Why am I doing this? And I'm trying to have this self awareness, mm-hmm. and it's more of, do I want people to share in my misery? Is that why? Or I want people like, you know, if I'm going through something and then people are like all happy and, and partying and whatever. And I'm like, no, no, no. Everybody shouldn't be happy and partying right now because I'm going through my thing. I think it's a um, it's a call for help for sure. Yeah. I've, I mean, me personally, I've never been in a situation where I'm feeling down and I'm wishing that upon everybody if they're happy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we've studied like certain, you know, cases, things like that. So that's usually a call for help for them. It is. Yeah. It is. And that's why it's like you got to know. I mean, for me, like I, I keep my circle tight. Mm-hmm. now because of that you have to yeah, yeah like <laughs> it's hard the, though for your personality it's like yo you want to help everybody but it comes at the standpoint where people just drain you they drain that energy yeah so yo you yeah. gotta prioritize i would say our personality yeah <laughs> and no and us you know getting to the age we're at now it, it's almost like all right i understand that i can't solve the world's problems mm. i can't solve everybody's problems even if when i was younger i was in that warrior mentality i yeah. wanted to do that i wanted to be that guy that was the crutch for the person without the leg, mm-hmm. the eye for that person that couldn't see. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be that person. But now that you tack on more responsibility in life. Yeah. It you, gets overwhelming if you continue yeah. to do that. So you can't be that. Things. And you're going to lose yourself mm-hmm. if you keep giving. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It sounds kind of selfish, but you got you to gotta protect what's yours first, yeah. no matter what. I think there's this stigma on the word selfish. Selfish is not necessarily a bad thing, you know, because mm-hmm. you have to take care of yourself now, right? Yeah. So we live like in a society now where everything is based on, oh, well, I need to go do this, do that. And you need to help this person, help that person. And we don't really look inside to help ourselves. I feel like mm-hmm. it's um, this world. Is, it's draining. Everything about it is draining. You know, mm-hmm. you got to go to work like five, six days a week. You have the priority. You have to take care of your family. You have to do this. You have to do that. Yeah. So when do you take time out for yourself, you know? Yeah. So I think that is important to be selfish at times just to make sure that you're your best version of yourself for your family. And friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And these are things that, I mean, you know, I've had discussions with my family about and they understand. Like for me to be as effective as an, and as efficient and productive as I can be, mm-hmm. there are things that I need to have for me. Like mm-hmm. my time. Like when I'm on the golf course, man, like I really don't want to think about work. I don't want to think about anything else. I just want to like hit this damn ball into the green with this wedge, <laughs> right? Like that's all like this moment calls for. Yeah. And I guess that's being present. So, are you competitive at golfing, or how does that? No, work? I suck no. at golf, dude. <laughs> I, mean, I can't be I mean, competitive. Competitive against yourself, like if you have a bad golfing, like you know, day, are you gonna hold that? Against oh, you? well, I'm competitive with myself in anything. Mm. I think I'm harder on myself than anybody can be. Okay. So, is golfing always therapeutic? Always. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good. Always, thing. and I mean, before when I when we first started, it was like, all right, 
it's therapeutic to go to the range and just just whack some balls man mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah um just get my driver and just yeah. like take out like my stress on these balls yeah. <laughs> i've never got into like the ranges though i don't know i, I like we've more, been to a range i mean I, about... I like the courses though like i don't like just you know oh just balls. like yeah i like repetitive yeah i like the strategic yo let me try to yeah. beat this guy you know oh no <laughs> <laughs> but it's all fun and games no, exactly yeah. no and that's what it is on the golf courses where it, yeah. it, it humbles me and i'm not gonna say like i'm like i i i I'm like the winner at everything I do, mm-hmm. but I consider everything that I do that I dive into, I consider it something that I've succeeded at oh. where it's like, all right, I've maxed out whatever I could get. And I'm at a place where, you know, people, not only me will benefit from my work mm-hmm. in this. Right. When it comes to like golf, it's humbling. Cause it's like, dude, no, like, honestly, I've seen the best players have bad days. Yeah. And it's like, all right, it's more of a, a self-reflection mm-hmm. and a self-awareness. It's like a, an assessment on myself. Like, yeah. If I have, if I'm like, you know, whatever, I know this is corny for some people, but if I'm, if I'm pulling up on my swing, it's like, you know, what's going on? Like if I'm rushing my backswing, mm. is, is it cause I'm like, is it cause of stress? Is it cause I'm trying to rush something or I'm, I have like this, this anxiety about mm. something and I'm not just calm and cool and then it doesn't work out well, you know? And it, that's what golf taught me is that, you know, there's certain times and certain strokes that you have to. You have to actually manage in the moment mm-hmm. for this specific shot because there's never one situation that's the same. Mm-hmm. But collecting everything to the point where for this given situation, this is the right club I need. This is the right strength and energy I need. Yeah. And that's it. So you're able to translate what you learn in golf and what you feel as far as like stress to high performance, just like regular things at life, right? Everything. That's cool. That's, that's what's cool. scary to me is that I think I think about this too much yeah. where I feel like everything relates it does for sure that's what and that's what i mean not that to say that like i i think about that all the time it's more of like if i approach something um our life experience mm-hmm. leading up to that point is valuable mm-hmm. so what do i know from my past of whatever it is work school family um playing golf playing basketball playing video games mm-hmm. what does that what can i learn from all those things to apply for this one situation this one project i'm working on yeah because it, it matters i think right yeah and i i don't know if that's freaking psychotic of me or whatever but it's almost like no i think we have to i don't know i I don't know if that's just me i feel like that's you too you have some element of that well uh for me personally uh i take going to the gym and the way you play and the way you play golf so um at the gym you know you're allowed to make mistakes things like that but i mean the actual consequences of those mistakes are minimal so if i go into the gym with like a bad mindset i'm able to just do some cardio real quick and get my mind right if mm. I mess up a set, it's fine, you know, I'll, whatever, I'll, I'll make up for it or whatever. But as far as, um, so during that time I'm practicing, I'm practicing getting myself mentally ready for more important things at life, you know, rather it be uh, school or work or just like trying to be a good person, you know, it could be anything, driving, anything, you know, you just want to make sure that you're always on your A game. Yeah. So you need, as a human being, you need an area to where you can just like practice and make mistakes, you yes. know, and just like work on your mental and, and things like that. So I mean, for you, it's golfing, which I think it's it's great because it's a, a very strategic approach. Yeah, it's good. Like I, I like that idea, and I need to do it more, man. It's been a minute. Like I, I know, I don't know. I, I just stopped going. We should. No, we should soon. But, uh, yeah, but for <laughs> no, me, it's just yeah, it's just the, the gym. gym. Yeah, it's fun though. I like it. Yeah, like and, and I would say now that you pointed out, golf is like the more methodical, like life strategy, like life situation, life circumstance. Mm-hmm. But there is definitely this more animalistic. Uh, innate instinctual yeah. thing where yeah if I'm downstairs in the garage like working out mm-hmm. um, or honestly like my, I would say even more good than golf like my my biggest therapy therapy is like hitting the heavy bag mm-hmm. and studying boxing like I love boxing right um, and just like the science of it the sweet science yeah. you know and like that to me that chess game to me of boxing is the one that really teaches me the than human nature. Mm. I mean, with golf, it, it's so. I mean, it's so flashy. It's very. It's, it's, it's a, created. It's, it's created. yeah. It's a created sport, and it's um. It's a. It's a freaking expensive sport. Mm. You buy nice clubs. You buy this. There's nothing more animalistic than just having two fists. Yeah. Yeah. Like sure. fuck, like there's nothing that will teach you, um, than to like to release the right amount of, you know, pressure, mm. the right amount of energy for one strike for yeah. a different strike combos. Yeah. You know? I look at it like this. Uh, you know, back in the early years. 
us as humans, we were like what hunters gatherers, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the hunters they had to use a, a lot of amount of energy to catch their prey or whatever they're, they're like looking for. Yeah. So during that hunt, you're working, out, you're running, you know, your heart rate is like your heart rate's in, in, like increasing. You're out there just trying to have a good time, like and catch what you know you're going you're going after a certain goal. So I, f- I forgot who the guy actually was. I've recently got on TikTok and it's been like it's been a good because I focused on like educational videos and things like that. Yeah. So this guy he has a certain diet he follows. It's more of like a keto like original diet where he eats like liver, uh, just avoids like carbs, things like that. On occasions he does, but for the most part he just simulates himself running, like you know hunting, and then. Mm. He feeds himself, and sometimes, like he doesn't, like he simulates like a a missed meal as far as an unsuccessful hunt. So he'll go out there and he'll work out and he'll pretend that he didn't catch anything and just like go like into starvation. And how fast? Yeah, and that oh, works shit. on like you know muscle repairment, but that also works on you know like losing fat things like that. Yeah. So I think simulating things like that can be helpful for the human mind. Yeah. It's like you're going back to those like nature like ways things like that. Yeah. Know? Rather than me just driving driving up to McDonald's and like, yo, just calling it a day. I think that's the, most, the problem, man. Yeah. The <laughs> most unhealthiest thing that happens to us is that we stop like working out. We stop, you know, exercising our heart. We stop running, things like that. And mm-hmm. it's just like it's it, it affects your mental for sure. Yeah. And I think that leads to the the mental health conversation where everything you eat, everything you do affects the mental health. Yeah. I think you 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 posted something that um that you believe mental health is, you know, one of the most, or if not the most important aspects of health for people. What made you say that? Well, let's go back to like, you know, begin like beginning of times where we have, okay. where we were hunter gatherers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have someone like mentally ill who's going through something and they have like an injury or they something's wrong with them and it's hard to pinpoint that because you can't really speak to them, you know? So what mm-hmm. the mind is like a command center like for me so if you have certain injuries or if you're like in a mindset where you're not really you don't care about your diet you don't have like the proper knowledge to take care of yourself then how can you like heal yourself how can you heal your other organs that's my whole take on oh it. damn yeah. it's it's just like um mental health it's like it's it's the foundation of like taking care of yourself rather it be like reading working out you yeah. have to have like some type of like strong mentality to compete even in this world today Cause like this world demands so much from you. Yeah. You know? So like if you're not mentally like taking care of yourself, you decline quickly. I've seen it happen so many times. Yeah. Yeah. So that's wow. just, yeah, that's where, that's where I get from it. Like, yo, like people kind of like put me to this side. Oh, I don't need to take care of that right now. Oh, let me just go out and drink and have a good time. I'm not going to like put in the time like you know, to take care of myself or prioritize or take self like self care days, things like that. So I think everything is mental health should be a priority. Should and be. you could build on top of that, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And like the opposite too, where someone can be fully physically healthy and able-bodied, but have something going on up here, like chemical imbalance or yeah. neurotransmission imbalance. And that person who's physically strong and healthy can make bad decisions. Yeah. I think that's what you're saying. That the, the mental health that we see, especially because we work in mental health, the decisions you make are what affects people. Yeah. So every day, like, you have to make important decisions, right? Yeah. So it's just it's a matter of okay, like what's going to help you make a better decision? Uh, you working out or just you know meditating things like that, or just you know like eating McDonald's. You have to make like wise yeah. wise decisions. Yeah, for sure. And it's if you like, choose to eat the McDonald's, you got to know you got to know yeah. what's going to happen after. How you're going to feel the next day or two? Yeah, and what you got to do to get back on this you know yeah. this right. You know, yeah. cog. Your mental is going to help you make better decisions, uh, rather it be dieting, things like that. So I mean, you just got to take care of yourself. That's what I learned. I mean, yeah. That's a priority. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially having a busy schedule right now. It's like, yo, I have to meditate first thing in the morning. I have yeah. to work out. I have to eat right or else I'm not going to be my, the best version of myself. I, I totally feel you, man. Yeah. Because, you know, we made bad decisions, right? Like, uh, whatever it is. Go to a party, drink, or whatever. Wake up the next morning. And it's like, you know, you think people can snap back or whatever. Like, oh, I'm just back in work mode or whatever. You know, in the underlying that no one's talking about is that, no, you feel like shit. Yeah. And you are not as efficient and productive as you could be if you didn't have all those drinks last night. Yeah, more so now. I mean, I'm 30. <laughs> yeah. You, oh, dude, when you turn 30, more. did you feel anything different? Uh, over time, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> it's weird, bro. Like, when I was younger, in like twenties, I used to be able to pull out nighters, go to work the next morning. I'm not gonna say where because I don't want them to look that up. But <laughs> yo, it's uh, definitely 
more aches and pains, things like that. And I think. Well, like then again, sports. is that Go is ahead. that psychology? Is that psychologically when you turn thirty, like you just feel it, or you no. feel like there's some threshold physically? No, I've heard it, but I never really like tended to. It. I'm like, hey, like I have good genes, I'll be okay. But you start noticing things, you know, like back aches, stuff like that. So it kind of forces yeah. you to stay more physically active and just you know focus more on your dieting. And you see things yeah. working in healthcare, people just like declining quickly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing that now, like when I hit 30, for some reason, too, I don't know if it's because, you know, like I became a dad. Right. But it was more of like, no, there's things where like I have to nurse like my back or my knee a little bit um, or I got to make conscious decisions now. Yeah. You know, like when we were in our 20s, it was just like, all right, just go, man. Like you wake up in the morning, you just freaking go. There's no question. Or you can eat crappy food and still have energy. Right. Literally, like my whole 20s, I ate crappy Eating whatever I want to. As soon as I turned 29, I noticed, like, oh, I'm gaining weight. I think I got up to, like, 240. Damn. Yeah, but then I, I dropped down to... I started working out again, taking care of myself. I dropped down to, like, 205. So. No, I remember that. I, I remember you yeah. were, like... You went ham with, like... I remember you, to, you told me, like, just cardio and everything, treadmill. You shredded down to 205. Yeah. It, well, the lowest I got was 190, and I felt... I that felt was like, the time. Okay. Yeah, I felt good, but it was, like, that was too much weight to lose. I don't know. So really? I need to be around 210 to feel good. Well, and then like that that speaks to me of what you talked to me. I, I think that time that you did that, um, I went out to your area. We kind of we had coffee or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about this like warrior mentality and you were talking about discipline. Yeah. Um, knowing that you can get to that, down to that weight. What I feel is like you could like, you know, yourself well enough that mm -hmm. you can go extremes yeah. and still know where to find that middle ground where you feel healthy again mm -hmm. and whatever. Yeah, it, it just depends on how you feel mentally. When losing weight, I mean, you have to, you know, monitor, like, you know, certain levels, things like that. Making mm -hmm. sure you're getting proper protein, proper yeah. uh, vitamins, omegas, stuff like that. So, for the most part, man, you're just kind of going off how you feel. Like, it's not, for me, it wasn't necessarily a science, but it was more of, like, a feeling type thing. I wasn't really, like, into, like, you know, oh, I'm taking I'm this much protein in. I shouldn't be, like, on this mm -hmm. type of, I shouldn't be eating, like, this less calories. You know, you just have to, like, kind of just focus mm -hmm. on... Okay, like how do you feel every morning? You know, and how are you performing throughout the day? Like after your day is over, you assess like, hey, like, did I like meet all my goals, things like that? And you're like, okay, well, I was tired like a ton, so let me just up my calorie intake of like healthy carbs, nice, rather than just junk food. Which is what I feel like the real way is. Yeah. Not like the you know cookie cutter plans or whatever. Like I'll oh, eat this much protein, carbs, and fat or whatever, or exercise at this time. Yeah. It's more of listening to your body. Yeah. I mean, you listen Everybody's to your body's different. Nice. Everybody's different, so nice. you just have to just listen to yourself, and yeah. that just translates back to mental. You know? I was gonna say, <laughs> like, that brings us full circle to freaking yeah. life in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, I, I've, I've, I've literally, like, I've tell everybody this whoever I talk to, I'm like, yo, just take care of yourself mentally, that that's the priority of it, you know, and that should be above everything else. Because if you're not mentally stable, how can you take care of anybody else? You can't take care of your family, you can't take care of yourself, so very true, you know. So, like life is about a, a lot of self-assessment i mean yeah 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 for the most part um what, what do you think about um because that conversation kind of leads to you know uh younger people nowadays that are kind of like um oh you know i need to take a day off i don't want to go to school today because i i feel like i need a mental health day mm -hmm. do you think because i don't know do you think that um there's there's pulse to this where it's like yeah what we're saying right now is like being uh, aware you're making good decisions where do, where's that line where someone crosses over to being like well i don't feel like doing anything today because I, I i have to protect my mental health it's a sense of responsibility for that individual um i think that they should examine themselves to see like okay why do i necessarily have to be like why do i why do i need to stay off in the first place like am i really like tired am i like depressed or am i is my schedule like exhausting mm -hmm. um if you like at other countries bro like they don't really work like the type of hours we do like you know, like yeah. five hour works week like 12 hour shifts like that's that's a ton on you so of course you're gonna need those extra days off i think people yeah. now are more concerned about their mental health which is i think is pretty good it's a good thing yeah yeah so you may meet someone where they're just like yo i just need to take a day off i do it all the time like yo if i'm stressed i just <laughs> i've done that too yeah, yeah. You, you have to you have to no one else gonna look up for um you. but what i'm kind of alluding to is like this younger generation of um maybe high school kids or college kids that kind of use mental health as the excuse mm. to not do anything productive i haven't really encountered that a lot i would say i mean of course you find people who are just lazy you know yeah and that's what i mean yeah like it, but it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint right because 
generally you don't want to use that you don't use that criteria for everyone yeah you, know? you don't want to assume that yeah you everyone's just lazy the environment they're living in you know like what's their schedule like like why do they need a day off uh it's just it's factors that play into that so i think that if that person is able to come to a conclusion on their own they should go to ask for help from a friend like hey like you know like this is my situation like what do you think mm -hmm. i think everyone should well that's it. the real conversation to have yeah like talk about the situation that we're kind of in it's like honest friends right exactly yeah. and I, I feel like there's not a lot of people that are that have those conversations mm -hmm. and I, this is the challenge i have with mental health because now i feel like you know it's being used not a lot like not the majority but i feel like there's a minority that uses mental health as the excuse to like go easy on me so is it a form of manipulation yeah exactly <laughs> and i mean because we work in mental health you know yeah. and where i know I'm, I'm trying to learn how to figure this out because um when do you know when to push someone? Because mm. cause we need that. We need that ability to push past uh, a funk that we're in. Mm. If like, oh, I just, I feel down today or whatever. How do you get that person to get up and run with you? Mm. What would you do? What would you say? Uh, trial and error for sure. I mean, if you already have a like a relationship with this person, yeah. you know, like, you know, their strengths and weaknesses, you know, like what to say to this person, you know, their triggers, things like that. So, yeah. uh, you can say, Hey, you want to go out here with me or you want to go work out? You want to go take a day off? Like, yeah. you know, you want to go on like on a vacation, things like that. Like I'm all about self-care, but yeah. if someone's doing too much self-care, I'm like, Hey, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to approach them like, Hey, like, you know, uh, rather be somewhere close to you it's still difficult it's a sensitive it topic you know people don't like being checked i learned that for sure exactly most people don't but you have those guys where like you know if i checked you about something or it happened you check me i'm like okay yeah i understand that i get you because we because we have this relationship yeah like it's that. not coming from like off of like hate or anything like that it's yeah just, no. it's authentic so exactly yeah, i think everybody needs that like authentic figure in their life that's able to push them and like you know set boundaries things like that and, and that brings me to that that the issue that I see in the world nowadays is that people don't have that relationship. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of people anymore, even in families that mm -hmm. you feel like you could have that conversation, that open conversation with and be like, you know, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say that you're lazy. It's more of like, all right, you've been using this as an excuse, but in reality, mm -hmm. you know, where have we gone in the last few years? Yeah. You know, have we gotten better because of self-care? And I think you need that person, that authentic relationship to kind of help you reflect and that's where I keep my circle tight because the people that I do respect mm -hmm. and I do understand have the best interest for me. They, they want the best for me. Mm -hmm. You know, you keep that circle, you keep them in your circle and, you know, for that self-assessment, like for them to, to see me objectively be like, hey, you know, like, this is what Gracie does to me all the time. It's like, you know, like, yeah, when you were doing this or you approach this with that mentality mm -hmm. and then, you know, like we're not, I mean, it's not like you were accomplishing the goals that you wanted. So I'm here to tell you you know, like, you know, we, if this is what you want to do, then understand what you need to do for that, that would help you accomplish that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's where you keep yeah. your circle tight with family and friends or whatever it is. Those talks are like important that yeah. represent growth, represents like trust and represents yeah. commitment to one another. So that's good, man. Yeah. It's good that you found someone that you can have that talk with. <laughs> I believe. It's rare. I want that. You know what? <laughs> I hope rare. it's not as rare as we think. Uh, it is. You know, but we can, but the good thing about that is that we can still build, you know, that inner circle of friends where we can have those exactly. talks. Exactly. I mean, we may, someone may not be in a situation now where they have friends where they could just talk about that stuff now, but they can work on that. They can develop friendships, relationships with their family or, or whoever and just build upon that, you know? Yeah. Have that rapport, have that connection. And it just could be could be purely authentic, bro. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it happen. I've did it before. Well, and that's the thing. Maybe it's rare for like a, you know, um, marriage or whatever. Maybe that's rare nowadays for people, you know, to be married together and find that within each other. But mm -hmm. definitely the people around you, friends and family, there is that one person that could do that. Yeah. Well, you know, that you respect enough to be like, hey, like objectively look at this. Look at me. What's going on? Yeah. You know, I need to make a decision in my life. I trust your opinion kind of thing. Um, there's always someone. I, I know it's it's rough for some people, like support systems and stuff like that. But I feel like there's always that one person that you can depend on to tell you objectively, you know, and help you make a decision. Because, because you know, I got sucked into this place of, you know, like, nah, like I, I, um, I can make the decisions on my own, mm. you know. But now I'm forced to know, like, you have responsibility for other people, and you can't just rely on yourself. And, you know, for me, like, my family was brought to me by God, and I think, 
it got to a point where I it's did the best not. Way. It's the only way. Exactly. Tell people all the time. And, that, and, and that's the thing. Shallow relationships <laughs> is based off finances and uh, like, yo, oh, it's not going to work out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead. And see, and then in that situation, you know, when you're faced with whatever it is, financial situations, social situations, when you are alone, when you alone are not strong enough to, to overcome it, mm-hmm. who do you rely on? Your circle of friends. And in my circle of friends and family um, are God in this world to me. God brought them into my life for that reason. And then if we as a circle are going through too much, who do I look to? I give it up to the almighty God, mm-hmm. almighty strength that I'm not strong enough. And I think, you know, in the past few years, and we haven't even caught up about it, but, um, you know, like we, we lost our first kid and stuff. I always go back to this, that I thought I knew God before that. When that happened to me and, you know, and Gracie, we looked to each other and we're both going through it. Mm-hmm. We had no other choice. We had no other thing under, uh, unless just other than surrender to God's plan. Like yeah. this is the plan. There's no fighting this and there's no overcoming this without the abundant eternal source of strength. Okay. You mentioned that, right? Uh, earlier we talked about when is the right time to be vulnerable and things like that. Mm-hmm. So what was your mindset? Because I'm pretty sure, you know, you're a thinker. So during that time and moment, what did you choose? Like what like a path did you choose? Did you use you, you choose you chose empathy for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how did that go? Like Yeah. Cause so so now that, that conversation <laughs> it, it's deep, right? Because I have empathy for you know, for Gracie, what mm. she was going through. Yeah. Something I don't even understand. Mm-hmm. Like to be a woman and you know to yeah. to know that there's a baby growing mm-hmm. and we heard the heartbeat and everything and then see that something that happened right there. It took you a long way because most people, you know, they're just like kind of caught up in themselves. Exactly, they're not worried about like who is going through whatever because they're all caught up in their own emotions. But for you to just sit back and observe and think like, oh, hello, let me just focus on Gracie right now. Ladies. Well, you know, that wasn't the first thought to be honest yeah. with you, but um, it's the first projection. I feel it, like it did. Yeah, yeah it did happen about a lot, but. Physically, what are we doing? Like, what are we saying? Thinking, like, mind, yeah, you have to constantly condition your mind to, like, you know, to say certain things. Yeah. So you're able to, like, do trial and error in your mind. But when it t- comes to time to, like, perform and present certain things and say certain things, I feel like you're always on point. I think so it's because of our experiences, like, with work and yeah, family, right? Sure, we're, yeah. I mean, the first initial thing was like, oh, shit, like, we're going through it now, yeah. right? Um, I consciously made you know, decisions of what I got to do. This is what I need to do for my mental health. But knowing, because you had that relationship, that close relationship, you know, like my wife is going through something I don't even understand. Mm-hmm. It's pulling us together to have that conversation. Like, all right, this is where I'm at. This is what I need to do. What do you need to do? And that was one of the hardest conversations we've we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And when we both don't know, because we, she does the same thing for me, where it's like, she looks at me and it's like, you know, what do you need? And that's where, like, you have that relationship with somebody where you share a life. We're one now. Yeah. So I can't be all good and then not even think about how she's doing. And that it was very difficult. Um, but I think everything in my past brought me to that point of, like, all right, this is where people lose it. Mm-hmm. This is where people go down this dark spiral that we've seen, mm-hmm. you know, with depression and whatever. And people get um, paralyzed. Now, you know, people choose not to have kids anymore because of that mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. So we had multiple conversations about like, all right, where are we at? Um, this is where I'm at. Where are you at? You know, like, what's the best decision that we can make together? And at that time, it was more like, let's let's experience life with what we got right now. I think God or whatever people believe in was telling us, you know, intuitively, don't fret over something that you never really had. Mm-hmm. And look at what you do have. You have each other. And I think we both looked at each other and like, if we live another year in this depressed state, what could we have missed? And that was like one of the deepest conversations where it's like, yeah, where I see people like sulk in this depression and sadness and they want people to share their misery. We learned that the world doesn't stop for us. We're going through our shit, but the world kept going. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That's how it should be. Do we want to participate in the world again? Do we want to participate in life again? And then that's when we made that decision. And I, w- I would say I'm blessed beyond measure that I have a family and a wife that mm-hmm. we can make those conversations happen and we can make those decisions together. Um, but it was always at the end, 
surrendering to God mm-hmm. that no one can get through this without any other, without the main source of our strength and our, our grace in life, you know, and, and that, that could be anything to anybody that could be the, the source of life is not just, you know, God yeah. to people. Like it could be anything. If you have strong faith in life itself, you know, that to me is God. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I have these conversations now because of that, because of like, you know, the relationships that people might be lacking in life. So, yeah, that's that's a beautiful thing for sure. And, you know, the center of my life is God, too. Just want to say that, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for you guys to figure it out, that's pretty cool, too. I mean, Gracie yeah. seems like, you know, like you guys are one I like for sure. Yeah. Like I've spoken to her a few times. And, you yeah. know, it's, I see that spark that you have, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah. and, you know, I'm not going to say like, um, I'm, you know, well, that's the thing. Like people say it's luck. I'm blessed. Um, but we grew together. People for, say what's luck? Um, just having a good family. And um, I will say that, you know, us as individuals, we learned about life mm-hmm. on our own mm-hmm. and as a couple. And we, you know, we, we kind of built like our foundation and our family on everything that we've learned in faith. Right. And um, that devotion that we have to each other, it's because we're in this life together. Yeah. And, um, you know, I will say, like, I believe that there is someone like that for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and I think. Where it gets to is, are we too busy looking for that one person so that we could be happy? Are we not looking outward to make others happy with us? Mm. And I think that's where a lot of people, like, you know, approaching relationship. And, you know, I know it's sensitive with everybody, but to me, it's like, oh, I'm jumping into this relationship. But if I'm not happy, sorry. Yeah. Um, you have to find that. But once yeah, you yeah. start, like, exactly. someone, it's not about yourself anymore. It's exactly. about you and them. And that's how you establish that foundation. That yeah. Like, yeah. And that, that to me is like family. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be blood, right? Yeah. Um, I consider us family. Mm-hmm. And we've been through things together that I understand, you know, if, if in our friendship, mm-hmm. you know, there, we, we can experience things together. Um, but we have this mutual respect for one another that, like, it's not just about you getting happiness or me getting happiness. It's like we want to experience happiness together exactly. as friends yeah because happiness for me i'm pretty sure it's the same way for you as seeing others around me happy like yeah if i'm happy and people who i'm like associated with aren't happy it's not the same exactly yeah, it's not happiness very it's true like, it's a fake smile it is yeah. and it's very selfish right mm-hmm. and it's like well what am i doing on this earth then it's like i'm i'm good y'all peace yeah. out like yeah. ha- i'm happy um that's the why toxic are we here? side of being selfish you know yeah oh and that and that brings up the you know that selfish conversation that mm-hmm. there's how you have to look at selfishness. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. there's different definitions of it. Yeah. There is a time to be selfish, but there's also a time when if your cup is full and you can share. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like my cup is full, so that's why I'm doing this or we're sharing. It's yeah. more of maybe the person next to you can help fill your cup too. Exactly. Like we're not, maybe not full, but together we can be mm-hmm. and we can fill another cup. You and we can fill ingredients that I need and vice versa. So exactly. Make it work. I might have the tea and the honey that you wanted. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Great. Yeah, tea and honey. <laughs> no, and it's one of those things where um, it, 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 we always have these conversations. That's the beautiful part is that, yeah. you know, we, we talk about life so much, even after a long 12 hour shift. Mm-hmm. And I miss those days, dude. I miss those days where it's like we're out in Loma Linda and we're like, hey, just hit up B-dubs or something. And I remember we at that time, we were talking about dreams that we had. This is what yeah. I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be bedside forever. I was telling you that in the past before I quit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to start teaching, man. And, you know, that maybe like six years goes by. And I know we didn't keep in touch as much, mm-hmm. but it was like, we're all right. We're both busy. We're both exactly. Yeah, but we're here today. Exactly. <laughs> and I know. No, and that's what I was saying is that uh, we don't keep in touch as much. But I know that you're out there fighting the war too. Yeah. You're fighting your own battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cross paths, you know, maybe through a text message or, um, you know, on social media, like, hey, how's it going? And like, I remember we'd always throw those, you know, warrior texts back and forth, you know, um, this is what it is. This is what we got to do. Like, oh, I see you're up early. Like, it's what we do. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's the thing for me. You come across people in life and it's like, I trust, you know, that you are one of those guys that would honestly be there to to stand up next to me yeah all the time yeah for yeah. sure no doubt and i tell i tell this to gracie all the time man i'm like you know what um because of what we've dealt with in the past mm-hmm. i trust you with my life bro likewise likewise Damn. yeah i know you'll take care of it like it's your own yeah dude because <laughs> we've been in those moments where it's like we're looking at each other like oh fuck like <laughs> are we gonna do this dude this guy's like fucking like 300 pounds like yeah, whatever okay. and then you know with with our coworkers, and it's just like all right you know what um let's just do it and Th- that's why those moments I know 
uh, you showed your card that you would you would play the game for everybody. Yeah. That is, you're not just out for yourself. Yeah. And like, all right, like get that guy in and I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember us holding down, you know, a patient that's trying to spit at us and bite us or whatever. And while the other nurse is giving him medications and it's kind of like, I know you wouldn't let go of that limb. Yeah. Because if you let go of that limb, bro, yeah. that fist is coming to my face. <laughs> so we kind of trusted each other at that point. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a delicate trust to build for sure. Because there's been some situations where you necessarily don't trust anyone or someone else who's there. So you hesitate. It doesn't go as smooth. It so, doesn't. Yeah. And that's what I want to point out is that like, it's not that you have to go through battles together. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see each other and to see another person in battle, you build that trust yeah. and that relationship. It's a warrior mindset for sure. Yeah, it is. It is. It translates to everything. Rather, uh, you could be. I'll give you an example. Um, like right now, you know, like in my life, it's, it's it's sort of challenging, right? But so, do you like buckle and fold, or do you push through it? You know, uh, life is a journey. So mm-hmm. go through difficult times and. You may encounter people who are on the same path as you or who are your friends and they sort of just like, you know, work with you or help you out, things like that. So it's it's definitely a, a, you, you trust them with certain things, you know, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you invited me here today. Like, OK, this is I'm, it's a busy Sunday, this and that. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and um, invite Burr. I know he's going to show up, you know, he might come 15 <laughs> minutes late. But, you know, That's why I texted you. Like, you're are gonna, you sure you're going to be here at 9? Yeah, I woke up this morning and I woke up and it was like six o'clock. I'm like, OK, I mean. Turn my alarm back on for seven. <laughs> the alarm didn't go off. <laughs> but I got here on time. So, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you just you trust people and exactly. you develop that relationship, like, you know, on your journey. And I think life is a journey that's not it's not over until, you, you, you know, you're gone. So, you just have to continue, <clears throat> excuse me, continue to build and build upon that. So Yeah. I mean, you, you messaged me one thing, and maybe we can even end with this. You texted me. Um, you said, thank you for not giving up on me. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, I was taken aback because I was like, oh, I don't know if he's going through something. But when you said that, it was almost like, um, I wouldn't. But, you know, like, where'd that come from? I'm kind of curious. Uh, it comes from a place where, like me, I think working at Loma Linda was like my first, like, healthcare job. Mm-hmm. So you're like one of, like, the first friends I met that was like a nurse. And I looked at you as like, you know, a mentor, you know, things like that. So yeah. I was kind of... In a place where I wasn't confident about talking about like my dreams, things like that. So uh, by me telling you, hey, I want to be a nurse, you're like, oh, you can do it. You know, this and that. I've probably never encountered anyone that I've told that, that understood the concept of like, you know, like bettering yourself as far as career wise and just like a, a, a person too, you know. So I looked up to you. I'm like, hey, like I was just, I was in like a, a vulnerable state and you took what I told you about my, you know, goals and accomplishments and what I want to achieve. He was like, you got it, like do it, you know. So with that mindset alone, I was able to just like power through it and figure things out. So yeah, that's why I always wow. got your back, bro. Like you, it was I know. definitely like a time where, you know, I was, I didn't speak good and like, you know, I didn't know anything about like healthcare and luckily Loma Linda gave me a chance. And that's you know, right. it wasn't, I know it wasn't going to be like a tough, I know it was going to be a tough situation because I was staring like Moreno Valley at the time. Yeah. So literally going to work, freaking like three hour bus rides to get to Loma Linda. Damn. Sometimes, like, I didn't know how I was going to get home. You know, at the <laughs> time, I didn't to, even know that you were you were dealing with yeah, this Yeah, I didn't stuff. tell anybody. I told, uh, shout out to Jesse Alvarado. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, like, yo, like, it, it's, it's it's ridiculous to think of, but I didn't have a right to get home sometimes. I have a car. That was, like, what, 22, 23? Yeah. So I was just trying to, like, hustle and build up, like, you know, build up myself. But literally, sometimes, like, hey, Jess, I need to ride home. Like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll take you. I live in that area. So it was, like, boom. Oh, nice. So it's, like, people who you encounter, if you're yeah. a warrior, people you encounter on that road. They're on the and path. it's just, like, yo, like, you you find help and they just like kind of promote you and project you in the right direction and help you out. Yeah. 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 If honestly, that's what it was. I think we were both on the path mm-hmm. of whatever it is, self betterment, um, to be to give to others yeah. while accomplishing your dreams. And then that's where you find people mm-hmm. with the same mentality, with the same perspective and work ethic. Yeah. Life is it's, it's a blessing. Yeah. To what me. I have the, the method that I've like looked upon most recently is like life is like a chart. It's like a graph. Okay. So like say right here is your average. This is your baseline. You know, when you go through dips, you have to substitute that. And you could it could be like that dip could be a sad moment where you just want to take a trip or that dip, it could be anything. And you're going through a hard time financially. Uh, you need help with something. You know, you just want to like talk to someone. You need to substitute that dip. So that dip could be like anybody it could be friends. It's been you plenty of occasions yeah. it's been like family for me it's been like friends 
Uh, you also go through those highs where someone needs to like humble you and bring you down. So for me, life True. is like, okay, how am I feeling this morning? I'm not going to wake up feeling happy. I don't think anyone wakes up feeling happy unless until you think about, you know, what you have and, you know, what you don't have and, you know, how mm -hmm. blessed you are in life. So when we wake up in the morning, we start off here. Throughout the day, we, you know, we go through those dips. Those dips could last like days or weeks or whatever, or those heights could last a while. Sure. So you just want to find that balance, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I've been like most successful and I've been like the most mentally like capable is when I like substitute those dips and those highs just to, to stay even, you know? Just to stabilize yeah. it. For me, my even is like, I'm freaking, I've been through enough in life where I'm just like happy, yo, I'm good. Like it's, it's, it's joy. It's not yeah. always like me smiling and having a good time, but yo, if you ask me, like I'm in a good mindset right now. That's right. <laughs> And I don't really see anything that could change that. So, no, yeah, I mean, you're not the type of guy that would be smiling through everything, but I know that you are inside. Yeah. Like you're, you're good with everything. It's more of like a focused mindset, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a warrior mindset. It is a warrior Warriors mindset. Not always smiling and happy, but they're just like focused on accomplishing these goals. Focus on the purpose. Yeah. These lifelong goals. <laughs> All right, man. First of many. Thank you, bro. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's been an experience. It has been. Hopefully, it's <laughs> not going to take this long to get you back on, dude. No, it's not going to take long at all. <laughs> My schedule is, is different now. So yeah. I know the holidays are coming up. So uh, just let me know. I'll be back over soon. 100%, man. You're not far. <laughs> Always, man.